Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customize paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Thanks to ADT, our presenting sponsor. When it comes to protecting what matters most, your home and the people you love, it's probably not the best time to test out the latest trending fad. Go with what's tried and true. No one does it better than a leader of the home security category, ADT. ADT Systems now feature Google Nest products to help keep your home safer and smarter. Check in on your home and manage your security system from virtually anywhere. Their latest technology features everything from motion sensors to Google Nest cams and Nest doorbells, with no long-term contracts for self-setup systems. You can get intelligent alerts customized to your daily routine. With tailored packages or build-your-own options, ADT makes it easy to install their smart home security system. Leave it up to the ADT pros or do it yourself. No heavy-duty tools needed. Protecting your home shouldn't be complicated, and ADT makes finding that peace of mind simple. When the most trusted name in home security adds the intelligence of Google, you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google and Nestcam are trademarks of Google LLC. ADT. Brilliantly safe. When the North Korean government hacked Sony Pictures last November, it exposed a new reality, that you don't have to be a superpower to inflict damage on U.S. corporations. If I sat you down and gave you a pencil and paper and said, write a list of a dozen people that could do this. Oh, yeah, I mean, there are way more than a dozen people. There are probably three, four, five thousand people that could do that attack today. I mean, it's certainly within the realm of possibility that a terrorist group could go out and put together a team and do some real damage. ISIS hacked CENTCOM's Twitter. <laughs> Caroline Kennedy's reception in Japan since arriving as U.S. ambassador is partly because she has sparked memories of her father, President John F. Kennedy. People in Japan uh, very much admire him. It's one of the ways that um, many people learned English. Uh, almost every day, somebody comes up to me and 
wants to quote the inaugural address. To walk through the ambassador's official residence is to get a glimpse of history. One photo in particular caught our eye. My mother kept that picture. It was the last picture of the four of us. Nine years ago this month, three star players on Duke's number one ranked lacrosse team were accused of rape. It took more than a year for the story to unravel and the three players to be declared innocent. But it was their coach who lost his job and reputation in the rush to judgment. You Google up one of the boys' names, my name, and then you know on the computer you, you saw the word rape, sexual assault, next to your name. You're outside, you're outside. Tonight, the hard road back for Coach Mike Presley. I'm Steve Croft. I'm Leslie Stahl. I'm Bill Whitaker. I'm Armin Katayan. I'm Nora O'Donnell. I'm Scott Pelley. Those stories tonight on 60 Minutes. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. If most people remember anything about the North Korean government's cyber attack against Sony Pictures last November, it's probably that there was a lot of juicy gossip in leaked emails about movie stars, agents, and studio executives. There was also an absurd quality to the whole episode which was over an ill-advised movie comedy about the assassination of North Korea's leader, which the North Koreans did not find funny. The weirdness of it all has obscured a much more significant point, that an impoverished foreign country had launched a devastating attack against a major company on U.S. soil, and that not much can be done about it. In some ways, it's another milestone in the cyber wars, which are just beginning to heat up, not cool down. The cyber attack on Sony Pictures Entertainment exposed a new reality, that you don't have to be a superpower to inflict damage on U.S. corporations, a fact that has been duly noted within corporate boardrooms and the national security apparatus. What's the significance of the Sony hack in a nutshell? The significance is that a foreign power has reached out and touched an American target. The fact that the North Korean government felt that it could do something in the United States and get away with it. That's what's significant. James Lewis, a director at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in Washington, has helped shape U.S. cyber policy for decades, dealing with criminals stealing money, Russians stealing intelligence, and the Chinese stealing the latest technology. This was different because it qualified as the use of force. It qualified as an attack. There was disruption. There was destruction of data. There was an intent to hurt the company. And it succeeded, bringing a major U.S. entertainment company to its knees. Like other corporate victims of cyber attacks, Sony has released very little information and declined our request for interviews. We were allowed to film on Sony's 44-acre studio lot and inside this building where technicians were still repairing damaged computers. We do know that when people fired up their computers on the morning of November 24th, they were greeted with this skeletal image now referred to as the screen of death. It announced an undetected cyber attack that actually began weeks earlier, when a malicious piece of software began stealing vast amounts of data from the Sony computer network. Now, it had begun the job of wiping Sony's corporate files. It was the attacker saying, I'm going to delete what you've made. I'm going to destroy your stuff. 
Kevin Mandia is one of the best-known cyber sleuths in the U.S., and his company, FireEye, was hired by Sony to respond immediately to the crisis. But there was only so much they could do. For lack of a better analogy, the wiping's the grand finale. That's the infamous, we ran into the house, we took what we wanted, and then we left the detonation charge behind us. And then that detonation charge goes off, you're not going back to the house anymore. And that's what happened? That's what happened. More than 3,000 computers and 800 servers were destroyed by the attackers after they had made off with mountains of business secrets, several unreleased movies, unfinished scripts, and the personal records of 6,000 employees, all of whom were given a taste of living offline. Sony made the decision to take itself off the grid. All connections to the Internet, all connections to the rest of Sony, and all connections to third parties were shut off effectively disconnecting an international corporation from the outside world and plunging itself into a pre-digital age of landline telephones and hand-delivered messages written with pen and paper. Immediately, employees start to remember the things they took for granted. Does the gate let you in the garage? You can't get your email. People's benefits can't be processed appropriately. Time cards can't be done. What if payroll's the next day? There are so many things that depend on the Internet that, quite frankly, most companies don't even know all of them until they come off the Internet and go, oh, wow, didn't see that coming. To Kevin Mandia, it looked like a military-style operation mounted by a foreign government. And when his company began comparing the Sony computer virus with the 500 million pieces of malware in its archives, it quickly came up with a nearly identical match, right down to the skull on the calling card. It was a cyber attack two years ago against South Korea's banks and broadcast networks called Dark Soul that wiped out 40,000 computers and caused $700 million in damage. We had the malware from the attacks that happened in South Korea in 2013, and these things, when put side by side, this looks like whoever hacked South Korea in 2013 is hacking Sony. And the attribution in those attacks in 2013 was to North Korea. Mandia's suspicions about North Korea, which has a well-established cyber capability and a long history of attacking its neighbor, were soon confirmed by the NSA, the FBI, and the White House. And the attackers themselves hinted at it when they contacted Matt Zeitlin of BuzzFeed.com and at least a half a dozen other online reporters, offering them everything they'd stolen from Sony. So this is the first email you got? Yep. Yeah. You know, the weekend after Thanksgiving, you know, it says that it has all this data from Sony and mm -hmm. would have all these links so that we could download the information. What followed from Zeitlin and others was two weeks of damaging, embarrassing stories from the corporate files and private emails of Sony executives, as well as threats and a specific demand from the attackers that Sony not release its comedy about the assassination of North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. They hate us because of the <laughs> Soon all the world will see what an awful movie Sony Pictures Entertainment has made. That part may have been true. <laughs> Sony scares CEOs. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's the difference. Every CEO is walking around going, how do I feel if my email's out on the Internet? How would I feel if my machines got disrupted? So all of a sudden, every chief information security officer is now talking to their board because every board wants to know, hey, is this the new normal? And it may well be. Kevin Mandia says even big corporations with sophisticated IT departments are no match for the dozens of countries that now have offensive cyber war capabilities. All advantage goes to the offense in cyber. It just does. On the defensive side, you have to say, I must defend all 100,000 machines. 
all 50,000 employees. The offensive side thinks, I only need to break into one, and I'm on the inside. And any company or any corporation is as strong as its weakest link? In a way, yes, in security. The nation-state threat actors or hackers target human weakness, not system weakness. And there's no shortage of weaknesses. Most company employees are allowed to browse online or visit Facebook on corporate computers, and many take them home for personal use. All it takes to contaminate a network is for one person to unwittingly access an infected file that looks realistic, like an Adobe Flash Player update or an email that pretends to be from Apple support. And then what happens when they click on them? They compromise their machine. And now that machine, being on the inside of a corporate network, can be used as a beachhead to increase access. And that's what happened at Sony. Eventually... So you're always on the go. Now you can take the CBS Mornings with you. And we want to go wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews on the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Listen to CBS Mornings On The Go ad-free on Wondery Plus. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital edition wherever you get your books. Don't miss true crime anytime you want, anywhere you go with the 48 Hours Podcast. Real crimes. Like a John Grisham novel come to life. Real lives. He pointed a gun to me and said, this is the day you die. And he shot me. Real justice. There's some questions that have to be asked and need to be answered. I'm an innocent man, and I hope the whole world can see it now. Catch the latest episodes of 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts.